Hey guys, this is Whitney and you're listening to Meet the Owner. Today I have a very, very special guest with me today. And she's a super special guest. I call all my guests special, but I'll tell you why in a second. I have the internationally published street style and portrait photographer. I have Denise Benitez. How are Hi. you, Denise? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Did I say your last name right? Yeah, you. Did. I'm actually really surprised you did. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm happy about that. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Lots of traffic coming in but I'm good I know I'm so sorry I feel like the studio is like dead smack in the middle of the city no this is amazing and beautiful yeah thank you thank you thank you well thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule because it is busy (laughs) to sit here with me today on the podcast and meet the owner I'm so happy to have you and talk to you about a few things so what's going on not much I just got back from Mexico I was on a photojournalism trip how was that it was amazing. Um, I work with the Red Trunk Project, and it's a cultural exchange for children. So nice. we go out there, and we kind of just, like, gather cultural information from the small city in Mexico, and we, like, bring cool. it back and share it with children. And cool. it was really, really awesome. That's amazing. That's dope. So you do a lot of actual traveling. Speaking of traveling, where are you actually from? I'm from Jersey. You're from Jersey? <laughs> yeah. I'm a fake New Yorker, but I'm from Jersey. <laughs> okay, so born and raised in Jersey. Yeah, born and raised. Okay, cool. Well, where's your family from? So my family's from the Dominican Republic. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Do you go back often? I have not been to the Dominican Republic in 17 years. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was born here, but um, we would travel like okay. when I was little, and okay. I haven't been there in 17 years. I actually, I went once. I went to Putacana. I think that's where everyone goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went, and it's beautiful there. It's, it's gorgeous. So and the people are beautiful. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, they yeah. asked to braid your hair 17 times, <laughs> but, but they're beautiful. I think I probably have braids already, so I don't think they asked me, but um, it's beautiful there. I love the islands. I love traveling. So you were born in Jersey. So what was your background before photography? Oh, my God. So I have a degree in criminal justice. Oh, totally (laughs) unrelated. Totally unrelated. Um, So you wanted to be, what did you want to be? I wanted to be Olivia Benson from SBU. Okay. I was trying to be the next star of Law & Order in real life. Yeah. But um, I went to school and then I got an internship at a morgue. We had to dissect basically a human body in school. And I was like peace out this is not for me (laughs) like I'm not doing this I don't know what I was thinking too many law and order binges so (laughs) what so you you wanted to be a detective I wanted to be a homicide detective wow yeah so after you split open a body you were like no I don't want to do this yeah I mean I'm working at a morgue was interesting you know like you get everything is already done you know what's funny this is really funny (laughs) and and, and random fact so when I meet people like people that I don't know at all and they're like well what do you do I'm like I work at a morgue <laughs> just to see what the reaction is going to be yeah. from people and some people are like totally freaked out and some people are like wow that's cool really so how do you and I'm like no I'm kidding I don't do that but yeah. I always tell I don't know why but I always tell people like oh yeah I work in a morgue but I don't know how or what I would do if I really actually had to it's scary uh, yeah at first yeah. but like my mom kind of does the same thing so she's a nurse okay and she works in the basement sometimes at the hospital Ooh, so she'll okay. have to bring patients down okay so I kind of get my morbid like <laughs> true crime right stuff from her but okay. yeah okay. it's interesting I'm sure it is I'm yeah. sure it is so then after that and you were like no I don't want to do that what was next for you um, so I interned at a nonprofit for a while after school and I, you know, kind of like helped human trafficking victims and like okay. help the community. Okay. 
And then I was like, I don't know what to do. Okay. I don't want to go to school. I hate school. Okay. And my parents were like, you need to do something with your life. We're giving you a year. So I bought a used camera off of Craigslist. Honestly, honestly, I can't tell you what thought I had. Like, this is a good idea. I was going to say, why a camera? Why not something else? Right? Like, I mean, so I you can't play an instrument. You, <laughs> <laughs> so every camera before then... I had lost okay. every single one. So I okay. had no passion, like nothing. I knew I liked art, but I can't draw or anything. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm buying a camera off of Craigslist. Cost me 600 bucks. And then I just made everyone pose for me. All of my friends hated me for like two years because <laughs> we were shooting every day. Okay. Yeah. And you, so you taught yourself then? I taught myself. Yeah, I'm completely self-taught. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. So you got this camera for $600 on Craigslist. Shooting with your friends. Was it still like a hobby, a pastime? Or did you like feel like, okay, this is something that I want to take seriously? It was a hobby. I didn't, I didn't realize I wanted to take it seriously until people were like, hey, like how much do you charge? Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, well. <laughs> Since you asked. Actually, yeah. So, I, but I didn't know, like, I had no idea that this would be like a thing for me. I was just like, I need to get my stuff together before my parents slip out on me. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So then when people started to ask you, then did you formulate prices or were you kind of like just going with the flow or uh, did it become a thing where you're like, you know what, I can really start to make this a business? And take it seriously. It's different now, but I would say back then, luckily I had two mentors in my life. Um, okay. It's Neil B. And, and Mario Pena. And they, you know, they were two men killing it in the industry. And I really, really admired their work. And so I would be able to go to them and say, hey, how much should I charge for this? Like, how much should I charge for that? And so we had that open dialogue. Gotcha. Okay. And that's how I was able to price things. And you do your research online. Yep. You know, you're like, what is homegirl charging in like Utah? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me double that here. Yeah. So then you had this whole process of starting and building this brand. I'm sure a lot of people have asked you about your previous name. <laughs> um, and so in building this brand and this company, you had to have come up with a name. And what was that? Well, okay. So actually, I know which one you're talking about, but that was not my first one. Oh, okay. So my company was originally called Sunday Smile because I did weddings in a lot of family. Gotcha. So I wanted it to be like happy and cheerful and whatever. And it's a song that I really like. So I called it that. But that was like bringing me nothing. And that got <laughs> boring so quickly. Like, so it was so safe, you know? Okay. Okay. And so I started nannying about six years ago for a family. Okay. And Thug Kitchen came out. And Thug Kitchen is a recipe book. Okay. Yeah, an awesome recipe book. And I was like, this is amazing. And you love cooking, too. And I love cooking. So okay. I was like, this is awesome. Why didn't anyone <laughs> else think of this? And I was like, I'm going to be a thug nanny. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'll take care of your children, but we could also scrap. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, yeah. So I did that. And that took off. That was like... That was crazy. Because it's super catchy. When I first saw it, and I don't know how I came... Oh, you know what? I came across your profile. I think you were shooting... Probably Crisida. Crisida. Yeah, it that's was. how everyone found it me. It was. Yeah. And I was like, thug nanny? Who in the world is this? Yeah. Thug. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like have this notion of who you were or what yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. Or what your personality was. Aww. You're the sweetest person. So I'm like, thug nanny, where did that come from? Everyone knows you by that name. Everyone Branding 101, man. Get something that, that catches people's attention. You hear because, that, guys? 
that yeah. really i mean I, I had checks written to me the by, nanny. by by corporate like <laughs> forbes companies like thug nanny yeah, so. yeah yeah that's really it's really dope it's really dope so tell us about how you kind of branded that um and where that took you in terms of working with bloggers and content creators i started shooting um hey gorgeous Okay. Because she was uh, she was dating a friend of mine back a couple years ago, Zay, and he's an he's an artist. Okay. And he he also raps. And she came along on a shoot one time uh-huh. and I was like, You're so pretty. Yeah. We should shoot. And so we started shooting. And if you see the stuff that we shot <laughs> before what <laughs> I do now, it looks crazy. But we were shooting and so through there, like she was tagging me on Instagram and Instagram nice. was kind of really popular back then and Facebook. And so I started getting more family shoots. And then, you know, everybody, everybody's family has a blogger. You know, yep. like everyone has a blogger Everyone's cousin a blogger, now. Right. Yeah. So then the Gray Layers found me. Okay. Um, because we had done, uh, we were mutual friends with someone who owns a couple of barbershops down south. And from there, it just took off between shooting her and Chrisita found me through that. And okay, then it was nice. just like people tagging yeah. me because that's one of the requirements that I had on my contract back then you had to tag me in the photo yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know right I know <laughs> yeah. so I mean now I make it optional but before it was like hey you didn't tag me in the photo yeah like yeah I was hey you I owe mean, me a tag I'm known as a hard ass in the industry and yeah. I feel like uh, yeah I feel like people respect me for that which is awesome um but it's how I build like my brand by for getting sure. people you know hey I'm already, you know, like kind of sort of not that expensive back then. Yeah. It's like the least you can do. Yeah. This was a collaborative effort. So the least you can do is tag me. And people really ran with it and it just took off. So then would you give that sort of advice to upcoming photographers to kind of have those conversations with the people that they're shooting to say, hey, would you mind tagging me in any of the photos that you post or most of the photos that you post? What's kind of some advice that you would give to aspiring photographers or photographers in general? Yeah, I would definitely say don't do it like I did it back then. (laughs) Don't force anyone to do it. (laughs) I got into a lot of problems with my clients because of that. Um, But what I do now is I just say, hey, I don't advertise. So you are my word of mouth. And it would really mean a lot to me if you gave me credit on the photo. And I always explain, you know, like I go home and I sit down and, and I know I shoot super fast, but then I have yes, to you edit. I have to edit yes, these photos and I have to call through photos. And it takes a lot of time, you know, and a lot of hard work. And it would mean so much to me if you gave me credit on the photo. You don't have to do it for every photo, but just a few photos to remind people, you know, of, of where the the effort came from and people are very very responsive to that i'm shaking my head over here i'm like oh that sounds so sweet and nice oh yeah it wasn't like that <laughs> before though me. yeah <laughs> i'm like oh yeah okay yeah okay i'll do it yeah i mean because you work so hard you know and, that's and true it's already so hard i mean i'm sure you know because you work with so many people but it's already so hard in the city that we live in to get people to pay you oh yeah what you deserve you oh, know oh yeah it's all like everybody wants the homie hookup or oh, you know the hey sis discount yeah. and sis, yeah it's and it's like no actually no like your friends your people you yep, know should be the first true. ones investing in you that's so true and so I'm not spending the little bit that I have to fight for I'm not spending it on advertising yep. like let's go ahead and do this together and people understand that you know when you explain things to your clients and that way people understand and they're responsive and it's been great for sure well that's good that's really really good so you've had a good run with thug nanny and the brand and at some point you decided to re-rand you decided to re-rand and i was like no 
the name go? Yeah. Um, so tell us about the process. Tell us about why you decided to change the reason, uh, the name. I know what it stands or I kind of know what it stands for, but tell us why you changed and what that new brand is. Of course. So I went from Thug Nanny to Chasing Denise. Okay. The, the main reason why I changed it was because I was losing a lot of, as a digital content creator now, I've been blogging more and getting like okay. brand sponsorships and stuff. And so because of that, I was, because of the name, I was losing a lot of partnerships. Really? Because corporate because companies, the- yeah, we're like, this hood situation does not really align with our with brand. brand. Okay. You know, and so I lost a really, really big, big opportunity that was five figures, I think. Ah, and there was a, a short deadline. And he's like, I can't go in here and pitch you to, you know, these rich people. Okay. <laughs> Stug nanny. Like, okay. they're not having it. You know, my CEO's not having it. They're just not interested in mm-hmm. someone with that name. Your work is beautiful, you know. Can you create a secondary account with a different name? And maybe I can pitch you there. And I'm like, but I'm not going to have the same following, you know, whatever. Yeah. And that was like the last. It happened so many times. I'm it like, did? okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I can't. I don't even have enough toes and fingers to count how many times it happened. I was just so stubborn. I was so stuck on like that. It was it was such a huge part of my identity okay. because I had it for so long. Yep. I didn't know how to get rid of it. And I was scared. I was really scared. Now, let me ask you, do you think that you could have or was there a part of you that said, you know what? I'm going to stick to my guns. I've, I've, uh, I'm 100% with Thug Nanny. This is my brand. This is my baby. This is, I believe in it. And I'm going to ride it out and stick with it until someone, until I get a yes, right? Because, of course, you get so many no's in this industry. And, 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 you know, there's a yes at the end of the tunnel. There's light at the end of the tunnel. So was there ever a point where you said, you know what? Let me just think about this for a second. Let me think about if I'm making the right decision. And did you think about... Maybe I should keep this and see where it takes me before you made the change or were you like, you know what, I just need to go ahead and change it. I still do to this day, um, but I thought about it for a year and I planned oh, wow. for a whole entire year. OK, so it was more so it wasn't like, as sudden as it. Oh, seemed. no, no. It was more like, OK, I'm going to do it this month. I feel like I can wait another month. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm going to do it this month. Okay. Let's wait a little bit longer, okay. you know, and then um, it was it was just having to do it, you know, ha- knowing that I was at a place in my following where I was still small enough that I had created a loyal following and they would travel with me. Yep. Which, which I hoped for wasn't the case because I lost a lot of followers when I rebranded. Okay. A, a ton of followers. Was it because they couldn't find you or was it because they felt that they couldn't relate or connect to you anymore? What do you think that was? I think so many people just followed me because the name was cool and the mm-hmm. persona was mm-hmm. cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very loud on the internet. I'm very <laughs> you loud. Are. You are. I want to um, talk about that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm a social justice warrior. Yes. I believe in equality. Yep. Like I will cut someone online. I don't care. <laughs> And I feel like people connected that with Thug Nanny. Yep. And then when I, I went when I went softer with Chasing Denise, you, did. you really did. Um, and, and people really thought, you know, I guess I, guess I should explain that. So my boyfriend's name is Chase. Yep. And people thought it was like, oh, now it's like a partner, like lovey-dovey blog. And like, they're going to be doing stuff together, which is not the case at all, you know? Right. Um, but I, I thought it was a great play on words. I'm always traveling. I'm always like chasing hustle. I'm always, you know, doing something. Yep. And it's That's like, what I got from it. Yeah. That, yeah. And I, I also knew your boyfriend's name was Chase. Right, so I right. knew you kind of like, like played on that. Like my day ones got both yep, sides of it, you yep, know? Then th- there were some one-sided people. Yeah. 
But I thought it was a great play on words. After that, though, I will say, even though my following went down and it's been harder to grow since I've rebranded, um, my collaborations have shot through the roof. Everybody was like, we're so excited you changed your name. We were waiting for this. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yep. And I want to speak on followers because you mentioned it a few times. Followers don't equate to dollars in certain instances, Mm -hmm. right? In the content creation space, they kind of do because... They go by the amount of followers, your impressions, your blah, 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 blah. You know, it's a whole system to it. But for someone like you who's super talented and your work is so great and you can literally have cash flow outside of quote unquote following um, with your brand partnerships and sponsorships and all that stuff. And as you just said, it shot through the roof when you changed your name. I'm guessing that when you're looking back, you're like, oh, maybe this was a good decision for me to make to do that change. I mean, it was a good decision. Business business wise, it was a fantastic decision. You know, I can take this name and, and I'm, I'm moving across the country so I can take this name and I can build something new there, you know, something that is that is safe, but is also me. And one of the reasons why I did change it um, and what bothered me the most, I think, was that that was so, that name Thug Nanny was associated with my identity so hard that people didn't know my real name. Ah. So I had clients, I had clients who just knew me as Thug Nanny who never even knew that my Your name was Denise. Name. Yeah. And it's just like, hi, like, or I would get stopped in the street. Are you Thug Nanny? Like, I was like, I'm Denise. That's I'm my name. Denise. Like, I'm not Thug Nanny. I don't want to be Thug that Nanny all the so time. so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. It was, I mean, it, it was a process and I, and I go through my times of regrets, you know, just because mm-hmm. it's been so much harder to grow online. And even though followers do not equate to monetary compensation, they are so important. It's a, it's a good look, you know, to have yep. followers. Yep. Um, but luckily I made the change in a time where micro, micro bloggers are a thing. Mm. And so companies are no longer investing that much money in, I mean, they still are, but not as much. And the big ones, you know, with 300,000, a million followers, like they don't care about that anymore. And you know what? I know that to be true because I spoke to a brand and they talked about a partnership that they did with Content Creator, right? And they did this one-year deal, one-year sponsorship. And for that year, this Content Creator slash blogger blogged about the brand, you know, was all about the brand for that one year. Once the contract was over, they mentioned nothing else about the brand. You know, going forward, they want to actually build and grow relationship with these content creators that's longer term versus investing these quick dollars into, as you said, these larger content creators with all these followers who after, you know, they're just worried about the check. Mm -hmm. So after that's over, they want the next brand who's going to cut them a check versus yep. someone who's smaller and who's actually going to build and grow that relationship with the brand. And it actually means something. Mm-hmm. So that's really smart of the brands. And it's I think it's something that, you know, they're realizing is more important. Yeah. And the investment is more important. Yeah, absolutely. So, micro bloggers out there. There's dollars to be, they're out there for sure. I mean, I I have friends who have 3,000 followers, 2,000 followers, have deals with car companies, you know, have have long-term deals. I mean, right now what companies are looking for is longevity. That's what they want. They want to build a relationship. And, you know, I always give this example when I like speak and it's, um, it's, it's, I always say, you know, Revlon is having you advertise a red lipstick, right? Yep. And you have 1.7 million followers, but I only have 11,000. I'm probably going to sell more lipsticks than you are. Yep. 
um, the ROI is not going to be the same because this is your fourth lipstick this week, probably. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is my new favorite. Right, ah, exactly. It's like, what happened exactly. to the new favorite yeah. this morning yep. at noon? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on, you know? So they're, um, microbloggers are more believable because they, they are. are coming from a more, and you know, real. from an honest place, yeah. Right. As opposed to, you know, someone who's just looking for a check, like you said. Yep, for sure, for sure, for sure. I want to get into how do you deal with difficult clients and brands? How do you navigate? She's like, ah! <laughs> Yep, let's talk about it. How do you navigate those waters when you have a not-so-pleasant client or brand to work with? I am very straightforward. Okay. I try to be. You know, I'm very nice. I will go above and beyond for my clients, but, like, no one is stepping on me, and no yep. one is, like, coming at me, you know, in a way that makes me uncomfortable. So I just always address the situation head on. I have an assistant who handles everything, but as soon as I know that I need to step in, I step in, you know? Nice. So I say like, hey, you know, like, I'm going to take over this conversation. What seems to be the problem? (laughs) Oh, so this is like, you know, I didn't like this. Like, I don't like that you won't, like, chocolatize every single one of my photos and spend, you know, 30 minutes on each one. And, And For free. Yeah, well, I had a client like that, actually. And we laugh about it now. So if she hears this, she doesn't care. Yeah. But she wanted the photos the same day. She needed 30, 30 images. And I said, okay, awesome. I can get that to you. I get home really late, but it'll be like, you know what I do? Minimal retouching. Yep. I'm a firm believer that like, you know, pe- people should recognize you in person. Okay. <laughs> you know? So I, I'm a bit, I'm a huge believer of that. And so I do like some skin retouching and stuff. And she sends it back to me like five minutes and she's like, I need my skin to be smooth. My knee looks really weird. And like, I can see Obama in my other knee or something like that. (laughs) And I was like, you are ridiculous. Uh Um, Unfortunately, you know, that's, I can't get that to you that fast. And I'm happy to do it for you. Here's the invoice for all that extra retouching. Yep. Got so upset, dragged me on the internet. Oh, no. Completely. You know, which is fine because people that, that's one thing. I've built a reputation for myself where people know me because I am who I am online and offline. I mean, your work is kind of hard to drag. Yeah, thank you. And I'm not just saying this because I work with you. I mean, your work is great. Thank you. I feel like anything that someone is quote unquote dragging you about. It's them. It's them. It's a personal, (laughs) like, even if... it's a photo that I see that I'm like, oh my God, I hate this and that and that. It's yeah. me being a stickler about myself. About yourself. It's not your yeah, work, yeah. you know? Which, which, you know, photographers out there, I have that took me a really long time to learn that's that it's not about you it's, it's about, about the you. way the person sees himself I used to take that very personally and mm-hmm. I would I remember someone hated their photos and I cried oh, yeah no. well I'm the most sensitive person in the world what's your sign I'm a Pisces okay yeah right. okay <laughs> so I'm always crying about something <laughs> but I, I remember I just cried and I was like what did I do like I worked so hard on this and and Chase was like that's not you that's them yeah. that is a complete reflection of how they feel about themselves of you course. know and you know what it may not even be a good or a bad thing it's because you have a different perception of the person you're shooting right yeah so you see them in this lens a certain way and we look in the mirror or we're looking we're looking at a photo of ourselves a certain way so what you see is not what we see right so when we're critiquing and criticizing ourselves and hating this and hating that and hating this it's like let me know when you're done yeah yeah <laughs> look at the photo 
photo again later and then come back and because I'm the same way. I'll hate a photo or I hate something about it. And, and it's then, always my favorite. You always <laughs> hate the photo that's my favorite. <laughs> and then you know what? I'm like, let me close this. I'll like do something else and I'll come back and be like, Denise, this is great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but it's always self. It's never you. It's yeah. never you. It's never your work. Cause again, it's great. It's amazing. Thank um, you. For sure. And I think Going back to the point we were speaking about, about having difficult and dealing with difficult clients and brands, it's important to stand firm and set those standards being a woman. Yeah. Especially being a woman of color. Absolutely. In this industry. Yeah. Because it's tough, it's cutthroat, and if you don't kind of stand your ground... Oh, they, it's, it's, they will take you from downtown to uptown in two seconds. <laughs> by two their seconds. I mean, I love sharing this story because it's the biggest payout of my career. But I sat down with these two gentlemen, these two older white gentlemen in Greenwich Village in a little coffee shop. And my friend had recommended me for the job. Okay. I think you told me this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they're like, okay, so why do you think you're good for the job? You know, you're young. You're obviously experienced. Your resume is, is very experienced. We completely expected someone else. Um, but why do you think you're good for the job? He says, what do you bring to the table? And I looked at him and I don't know what kind of like a song was in my chicken the night before what kind of spice I was on but I was like what do you mean what do I bring to the table I am the table (laughs) (laughs) I was just like I said it and like your face like my face was like calm and I was collected and inside I was like what the did I do like oh my god and he was like you got the job yeah like absolutely he was like that's exactly the kind of confidence that we want reflected in our work in your work for us you know and and I could have just been like well like I'm really good and I'm really Mm -hmm. I'm efficient but I was just like what do you mean I'm here because if if you are in a meeting if you are in a space and you are invited to a space they're speaking to you because they know your work they've already seen it no one's gonna waste their time going anywhere to talk to you if they if they don't they don't already think that you're qualified for For whatever they want you to do for sure so go in there knowing that you you already deserve to be be there you don't have to like defend that you don't have to defend your reason for being there it's just like when do we talk about how i get paid and when do we sign contracts that's the only conversation we should be having two questions that we need to have at this meeting when and how much (laughs) (laughs) yeah so speaking of your resume you have been seen and featured in refinery 29 el russia vogue italia u.s open 2015 latina magazine pudge magazine essence magazine people style watch not new jersey lady hustle magazine and many 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 (laughs) many 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 more oh my god you're all over the place all over you're all over the place that's all amazing, over. Denise. <laughs> it's so like it's so cool to hear someone else say it. Yes, because that's amazing. Thank to you. To know that you started by purchasing something on Craigslist, and now here you are featured in some of the top publications. You're traveling all over the world yeah. to travel photography. You're shooting with some amazing people. I mean, you're getting these five and six figure deals. Like that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You're yeah. working for yourself. You're building your brand, your business. You're doing something that you love. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, I don't <laughs> even know so what to ama- say. It's so yeah. amazing. It's so inspiring. And I just want to tell you that I'm so inspired and motivated by you. Thank you. On a more personal note, back when I st- like kind of launched and started my brand last year, when I 
left my job and I kind of started my company. Well, not started my company, got really serious about it. Yeah. Um, one of the first things that I did was I reached out to you and I had a shoot. And we shot together and those were the photos that I used to launch. I launched an online campaign with Fashion Bomb Daily. And those were the photos that actually kind of sparked the following and the buzz around me and my company. And that's where I started to get clients and people noticing me and all these great things. And so I want to say to you, thank you oh my from God. the bottom of my heart because your photos and me shooting with you really sparked and started things moving for me. Thank you so much. That means yeah. so much to me. I don't know me. if you oh knew my God. that. I didn't know that. Yes. Those were that very first I'm gonna shoot cry that we after did. This. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> the very first shoot that we did are the photos that I used to launch that campaign. And that was the point where I knew that. No, I'm going to make myself I cry. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point that I knew that the quality of your work is super, super important. And taking your work seriously, investing in your work Absolutely. is very seriously. And I know some people don't really realize and understand that, but it's so important. Spending the time in investing in a photographer, investing in your wardrobe or whatever yeah. that you want to do, I think it's so important. And it, people take you seriously. And brands look at you and they take you seriously and they say, well, if she's going to invest the time and energy and money into herself mm-hmm. and her personal brand or her company, then we know that she's going to invest that time and money yeah. into us if we partner with her or whatever the case. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I always say, like, how are you supposed to convince people to invest in you if you don't think you're worth the investment? Ooh. You know, like... If you can't invest in yourself, how are you going to go convince, you know, L'Oreal to invest in you and give you that check? They're going to be like, no, like, get out of here. (laughs) With this grainy. We don't have a budget. Blurry photo. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Pixelated, you know. Super pixelated. (laughs) Super like I took it on my phone. My friend Tanya, Darling T, always calls them dusty. Dusty. And she's like, get this dusty photo out of here. But it sets you apart. You know, like you said, they will pick someone who delivers high quality over someone who who's just creating content to create content and just trying to get paid. For sure. For and, sure, and that's for sure. important. That's important. Yep. So I call you the owner of your voice. As you said, you're so vocal. You are about whatever you feel. You say it. When someone comes at you sideways, whatever the case, you say it. You're you're very vocal, whether it's in your long captions <laughs> <laughs> or if you jump on live and you're talking about something that you really believe in. And I love that you can actually step behind the camera and come face forward and talk about those things that you believe in. And that's important to have a voice again in this yeah. industry and not just be the woman behind the camera. Um, have you always been that vocal about things that you believed in and, and social change and justice and women's rights and, and feminism and all that good stuff? I think I have. Uh, okay. My parents always gave me the freedom to say whatever I wanted. My parents are both very opinionated and okay. super vocal. <laughs> so there was no way I wasn't going to be opinionated and right, vocal. Right. But I was a lot more shy and reserved when I was younger. And then when I realized like I have something to say and people will listen. Yep. All it took was like one time for people to listen. And I was <laughs> like okay i'm gonna go get a custom-made soapbox be right back <laughs> and i'm never getting off be of right it back. yeah and, and so that really really did it for me just realizing like oh if i say something like someone will listen and that's enough nice. for me yep yep and that's so true that's very true so you not only do photography but you also do media kits and total like full-on branding for content creators and and people in general yeah is that something that you also started as the photography as you started to build that brand and did you self-teach yourself that as well 
I am also self-taught. Um, I don't like I can't, you know, create a billboard <laughs> and like do all these crazy things that people ask for. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, I know because I have so much experience in the industry, I know how to do exactly what. So I can set up like a blog for you. I nice. can give you, you know, a media kit. Nope. Um, I can set up, I can make a business card. I can do all those things. And I learned all of that on my own. I mean, I've been using Photoshop since I was like 13. Wow. I've been making amazing. websites since like do you remember like Black Planet? I do. <laughs> like Mi Gente and uh-huh. MySpace and yep. LiveJournal. Like I used to design websites at okay. like 13, 14. That's and people wild. would PayPal me like 10 bucks. <laughs> it was that's amazing. Wild. So I've always been a hustler. Um, but that's something I've known, you know, for a long time. And I'm now just getting into a little more because the demand is so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel like anybody who's somebody who wants to be somebody you need a media kit. You yeah. need a website. You need something that someone can use to locate you besides your social media. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all those things are important. Like, and like Very you said, like important. photos, people will take you seriously. Media kits, people will take you seriously. I mean, just uh, a hi at meettheowner.com versus meettheowner at gmail.com. Yep. Like that, you know, because yep. I'm always judging Gmail. I'm just <laughs> like, you can't pay the $4 <laughs> a month. So like just be taken a little more seriously, yeah. you know, yeah, and it's, sure. it's it's those small investments in, in your brand, you know, like a media kit will take you. I mean, I get thank yous all the time, which means so much to me. And I got a thank you about two weeks ago with a woman who said, I bought your pitch perfect ebook and I sent this pitch and I had the media kit that you, you know, gave to me that you made for me. And I reached out to this company last year. They said they had no budget. I just secured a $12,000 gig with them for six months. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, see what happens. You know, she invested about a grand. Yep. Which is not a lot of money. But it came back to her, you know, it came back. back. And that's that's what people need to remember. Yes. You know, it might seem expensive at the moment. Yes. People will always want to cut corners. I'll do it myself. I'll buy a template off of Etsy. And I'll do. Yep. But it it doesn't always turn out that way. And that investment is is a good investment to make. For sure. For sure. For sure. And I think that's important to kind of understand that you could do it yourself and then you could get a we have no budget. Yeah. Or you could invest and really take it serious and get $12,000. Yeah. So absolutely. Or invest in the tools that will teach you how to do the things that you don't want to pay for. Or that. Take a class. Or do something. That's an option, too. Yeah. You can do that. You can do that. I mean pay someone to do it obviously <laughs> you know you want to invest like i even things that i know how to do if i don't have the time i look for another woman you, of color to invest into for sure you know and that's for important sure. too yep for sure for sure for sure i love that well denise we are at our hour i feel like the time yes. flew by that was so fast by. it was so fast um so what is next for chasing denise Oh my God. Well, I'm moving to Phoenix in just two and a half months. I'm so excited. Get your shoots in, ladies. Yes, but I'll be in LA once a month. Okay. I know I'll be seeing you there. I I better. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm getting ready for the move, shooting a bunch of stuff. I have my Soho in Brooklyn pop up next month. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, and I'll be doing another one because the demand was so crazy high. And I just wanted to give a thank you to, to the city for building, you know, helping build my career. And so nice. I'll be doing a few of those. I'm shooting Afropunk nice. this summer. I hope okay. to see you guys there in August. Yay. And that's pretty much it. Ooh. Just busy. You know how it is. Busy, busy body. <laughs> okay, so where can everyone find you on social media? I am Chasing Denise, Denise with two S's, on Instagram, Twitter, and ChasingDenise.com. Nice, because branding is everything, and she has a one thing for everything, guys. Cohesive. <laughs> 
Well, Denise, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today and chat through. It was so fun. So, so, so fun. We're going to be shooting later. Yes. Thank you for having me. Honestly, I was so excited when you asked. This oh, was, this yeah, was a for treat. sure. Thank for you. sure. Because I feel like you have so much to say. And I think you're always behind the camera. Yeah. So it was good to bring you from behind the camera out front, sitting here chatting it up. So thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. That's it. I'm Whitney and you're listening to Meet the Owner. <laughs>